Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Hello, I'm Connor Faulkner and this is Driving Life. Welcome to episode 25. This one is slightly different. We're going to meet Peter McElroy to talk about the Irish Fair Deal Scheme. Peter has over 30 years of experience in the financial services industry before he decided to set up and run Fair Deal Solutions, an organisation that exists to guide clients through the scheme. He popped by the studio of an afternoon and he told us all about it. And because my colleague and podcast producer Conor O'Hagan was there as well, he chipped in with his questions. So his is the third voice that you'll hear in the chat. Do remember to check out previous episodes where you can hear wide-ranging, long-form conversations with interesting people. George Hook, Shane Ross, Teresa Mannion, Dermot Bannon and Frankie Sheehan, to name a few. It's all there on seniortimes.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also email me on connorfalkman at gmail.com. So off we go and let's meet Peter. Hello, Peter. Hi, Connor. Hi, Connor. (laughs) Peter knows everything there is to know about the Fair Deal Scheme. Um, And we want to unpick that in some detail. Uh, I think in in many cases, Connor, people come across that as a life stage. Mum is, we're worried about mum. She's living on her own. Um, Your dad is gone. Um, Or it could be yourself. You know, you you might be um, living on your own. Doing fine for the minute, but... And whichever it is, it's a big moment. Whenever it is that you come across the Fair Deal scheme, it's going to be for a heavy reason, and it's it's not anything to be taken lightly, although it's not necessarily, as we'll hear, unpleasant. Yeah. Um, So, you know, you might be at that life stage where you've Googled it, you've started it, you maybe looked at the FAQs, and just how does this actually work? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that was the case with a friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours, Peter, um, uh, Neil, um, not so long ago in his life, and uh, he came across you in the nicest possible way. Um, So you might talk to us a little bit about, we'll we'll get to Fair Deal Solutions, which is your organisation, and and how you do what you do. Um, But what brings a prosperous, upstanding young man (laughs) like yourself um, to, to, to a role like this? Because your background is actually in finance, isn't it? It is. Such an introduction. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> uh, hope I live up to that. It, it is very much, uh, in fact, originally banking, mainly abroad, um, did a few years here, and then uh, about six years in Paris, about five years in London, uh, went out with nothing, but came back at the end of 2020, or I should say the end of 2002, with a wife and two kids and a lot more bags. That's a different story. Yeah. So very much, yes, finance and, as I said, banking, but always wanted to work for myself and worked basically in a wealth management company. Were you in a and big then, corporate of some sort? Was yeah, so world? I was. I was. I actually worked for a bank that at the time was the largest bank in Europe, I think, believe the fourth largest in the world by assets, Credit BNA okay. in, in Paris. So they were everywhere, basically, and they had bought a bank here in Ireland. And I was supposedly going from Ireland to Paris for two years, learn the way of uh, the head office and come back. But of course, 
Uh, as these things often pan out, two became three, four, five, and six, and then... Uh, and, you, and, and you still haven't figured out the French. <laughs> well, I hadn't a word when I went over, so they were very patient with me, and God knows, they gave me six years of lessons, and I'm not sure I gave them good value for their their franc at the time, but anyway, uh, a little bit of French now, thankfully, yeah. Yeah, so, so back to Ireland, and still working away in finance. Yeah, as I say, I wanted to work for myself, so had our, with another colleague, if you like, had another uh, uh, wealth management business at the time. And so it's very much related to helping clients in a type of private client type, individual basis, if you mm. like. And then more laterally, since 2011, have set up a financial advisory company, you know, all that is life and pensions, right. protections. And it was sort of out of that, if you like, or related to that, that my interest and the reason for setting up Fair Deal Solutions came about. Right, because you think about pensions, uh, I, I mean, a lot of people's eyes just glaze. They, they know they need one, but my God. They, they, Until it suddenly becomes the most interesting thing in the whole wide world, because yeah. uh, either because you haven't got one or you're about to uh, cash it in and enjoy it. Sure, for, for sure. But in fact, it's, it's a funny one. You're so right. I mean, they do, your eyes do glaze over. But really, it's no different than somebody who has a few quid in the bank, mm. um, maybe has a few shares in a little portfolio or maybe, you know, something like that. It's no different than that, but you get obvious advantages, tax breaks on the way in, profits rolling up without having to pay tax while they're in the pension, and then on the way out you get 25% of it tax-free, and then you get to put the other bit away and use it as you need it. Um, so so let, let, b- before we sort out your pension problems, let's, <laughs> let's do life in the wrong order we'll and, 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 go, and go to the fair deal scheme. Yeah. Um, so look, maybe it's mum, maybe it's yourself, uh, but, but there's a worry. You can see the future coming at you. Next yeah. two, three years, nursing home care will be needed. You Google fair deal scheme. Uh, tell, tell us the basics. Mary Harney set it up, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, so I suppose, you know, jumping into it, I'm going back a step perhaps. Um, daunting is probably the word I would choose. And, you know, we would get a lot of calls from family members, yeah. like you say, Connor, worried about mum or dad, or very often things happen quickly. You know, we get a call from family members, the kids usually, as I say, but not always. Um, and suddenly, you know, mum or dad have gone into hospital. Yeah. There's no chance of them being able to come back and look, look after themselves and or maybe, you know, the, the spouse or partner at home who was looking after them realistically can no longer do that for a multitude of reasons, yeah, yeah. you know. And, and the, a lot of the calls, and unfortunately, very often are, you know, the mum and dad or the, the relation has developed, you know, uh, dementia or Alzheimer's, yeah. which is such a horrible disease. It's, it, it, it's terribly cruel mm. for lots of reasons, but it presents a very practical problem, um, particularly, let's take a very simple example you know maybe dad has developed certain um, physical difficulties mm. and mum you know is no longer able to lift him you know this yeah. kind of mechanical stuff and you know so then other people as happened to my own mum funny enough that she got to a stage where she needed 24-hour care yeah now, fairly bright as a button and, and whatnot but just needed to be there and unfortunately with Irish families we're well used to threading the, the emigration route and yeah. so you get you know the kids are living away or they've got full-time jobs of their own families and it's you know for them actually funnily enough I mean mm. I use the word perhaps daunting for the mum or dad if you like as well as the kids but for the kids also they can feel very guilty yeah you know it can be an emotional time a traumatic time where you know with the best will in the world they'd like to be able to mind 
you know the loved one at home but sometimes that's just not feasible yeah you know? and you know if you're you know working in America and you're saying you know well I'll pay for a stair lift I'll, you know I'll, I'll pay yeah. for home help yeah um, but you reach a point where, where you, that can't be a nursing home I think it's yeah. always um, uh, or v- v- at least very often it, it's always an incident that triggers the fi- finally the application I mean you know it's coming yeah. you know that day is coming and you're not you're not you're not stupid but it's it's an incident of some kind, whether it's a fall or you know, oh, or the beginnings yeah. a diagnosis of dementia yeah. um, that triggers it, and you finally you get round to making that application because the the process of applying it is a threshold that you've got to cross. Yeah, and and, and it is a big decision to be for for all, all the obvious reasons, you know. Um, but you know, just coming back in a comment you mentioned there, Connor, mm. about you know. Uh, having home care I mean yeah. you know for example the fair deal does not cover home care whether that will become a, a part of the cover but currently it's not right um, and, and for again for some people if they need 24-hour care it's financially prohibitive yes you know you need a, you need a, a little gang or a, a team of whether it's nursing care or just minders mm. uh, a very difficult to get them particularly at the moment like so many industries yeah. but pr- financially the vast majority of people not only can they not afford that they couldn't even afford the nursing home itself, yeah. which you know the, the monies are eye watering. So tell us a little bit then about yeah. uh, about what the typical monthly costs are for a typical nursing yep. home. Um, you know, mi- mid range if these things vary, like hotels. But I mean, if you, if you pick a typical mid range, and then let's say that has to happen, mum's got to go in there. Mm. What does the family actually literally do? What's step one? Okay, of so in terms of costs, you're absolutely right. They they do vary and. As you you won't be surprised that the, the Dublin homes nursing homes tend to be at a higher level, and they can range from anywhere from say twelve hundred right up to two thousand euros per week. Oof. Yeah, and th- their language tends to be you know weekly costs. How much is it per week? How much are you contributing well, because per week? Because a hundred grand a year is just well, just unappealing know, when you say it that sure. way. Sure. Now that it would be the upper end, to be fair, you know. Um, well, and, I would be you know, expecting a large green telly and fresh well, grapes every day for that. Well, let's um, we'll, we'll go expect that. away. <laughs> 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 no, some of the homes, and that's something we should talk about at some point in, in, in a few minutes. But you know, some of the homes are incredibly nice. Yeah. Um, but just to complete that. I suppose outside of Dublin, it would be a lower range. You're probably talking nine hundred to thirteen hundred mm-hmm. per week outside wow. of Dublin. You know, should have gone to Spec Savers. That's what the ads tell you. But for some people in India, it's not that simple. Imagine having no eye tests or glasses. You couldn't work, so you could lose your home. I'm Lisa from Spec Savers, and I'm proud to help the Hope Foundation provide eye care in Kolkata. Specsavers arrange for me and my colleagues to go there and do eye tests. To date, we've given out over 11,000 pairs of glasses. Find out how we're changing people's lives for the better at specsavers.ie. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation.
So, but you you are talking sixty five, seventy thousand per year easily. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm you know I've no we've no affiliation with any nursing home, but it it is an expensive business. And when when you consider you know, uh, um, people think about their mortgage as an expense or childcare as an expense, and you will hear people say, as I did in my time, bloody childcare is costing me the same as a mortgage. Yeah. And um, but actually. Nursing home care. It dwarfs yes. all of those, dwarfs, I think. We're talking a multiple four or five times what your mortgage was. I think it's purely because it's a labour-intensive business. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 all, it's all about people and wages. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there is, there's capital cost in setting up a nursing home in terms of Indeed. property and um, facilities, but so, it's about people. Pre- presumably, the, the, the numbers of individuals who can pay that, and certainly the numbers of individuals who can pay that w- without selling the family home, uh, that's a small percentage of the population. It, it, indeed, but invariably, you know, it's very rare that we'll see a case that would not benefit from the fair deal. Right. Um, and we can go into a couple of the, 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 the mechanics of that without, you know, I don't want to bore everybody, but there are a couple of me- very important mechanical or headline features of the fair deal that enable, for example, some of the family home to be used but not all of it. So sometimes, for example, we might get a call from somebody who says, you know, we've used up all our family savings for the last eight years or six years or whatever it is, paying privately. And I hate to hear that because, you know, you don't, it's not necessary and you don't want to be saying to somebody, it's a pity you did that or, you know, because talk about making them feel badly. So so to talk about the most straightforward case first, and then maybe we'll see how we deviate from that. Yeah, that's a good example. But but, uh, our dear old fictional mum, yeah. Uh, let's push her into her 90s now. Why, why not? And, and God bless her, she's been good to us. And God bless her, she's been good to us. So she uh, now needs nursing home care. She owns the family home where, yeah. you know, she raised kids. Let's call that an asset of half a million. Okay. Um, and she owns that. Beyond that, she has a state pension and uh, maybe a widow's pension that's modest enough. Mm. Um, and that's it. No, no, no piles of gold, nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, the adult kids are in Australia and America and uh, she, she, she's just there. Um, so what literally happens? Does she sign over her interest in the house uh, and, and, and then get her, her, her nursing home bills paid? Or? Okay, so that's, that's a very good example. And, and a very typical example would be, you know, somebody comes to us typically just actually with the, the state pension. Yeah. You know, uh, you'd be surprised how many people going back to our earlier conversations about pensions that don't have pensions and whatnot. So an income of roughly, say, 15,000 a year? Less. Less. I'm going to pick the figure of around 13,000 for reasons you'll see in a second, just to try and keep this example simple. Okay. And let's say, secondly, so they have a state pension of about 13K per annum. And let's say they have, you know, 30,000 in the bank. Okay, Okay. yeah. And they have a house. um, They own their family home. And I'm going to put a value of 400,000 on it. Again, you'll see why, just to keep the numbers nice and round. But yeah. we've, moved, we've moved poor old mum in her 90s out of South Dublin just by that drop yeah. in the house valuation. However, we, we get a lot of people with houses, uh, you know, a lot less than that. Yeah, yeah, for, well, she, she came up with a deposit for our house. Ah, there you go. So, so we, owe, we, owe, we, we owe our fictitious mum. Indeed. We do. And we want to do the best for her, of course. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. So in that example, so there are two sides or two parts, if you like, to the financial calculation. So the first is, it, it should be noted that essentially how the fair deal works is, if you imagine that the basic principle is that the fair deal says, we will pay for your nursing home care. However, we would like you to make a contribution. Mm-hmm. And essentially the principle is simple. The less you have, 
the less you pay, and vice versa. So it's means test. It, it is effectively means test. But in a progressive sort of way. Yeah, so let, let's look at that example, for example. So if you have, uh, and by the way, I should say that the choice of nursing home which the family choose. Mm. The fair deal would never say, well, okay, you're applying whether we want you to go to X, Y, or Z nursing home. So the family or the person themselves gets to choose the nursing home they'd like to go so, to. So not quite like a council house where, you know, you might be able to turn down one or two offers, but ultimately there's an offer. This is different. You this is to... different. You you get to choose. And, okay. and, you know, the family would generally choose it for, you know, reasons of proximity, yeah. care, particularly if mum or dad has, a, uh, you know, an issue, a family, uh, maybe one of them has dementia for example something like that so you want to go to the right nursing home and and so the family usually go along and we give some advice as to what to do when you're going along to look at nursing homes by the way so um but what the point i wanted to make was that the nursing home choice of nursing home and the cost of that nursing home is completely independent of the calculation that the fair deal will do okay as to what they believe you can afford to contribute towards the cost of any nursing home Okay. So in other words, put broad, broad, if you like, broadly put, there's no advantage or reason why somebody looking for a nursing home place should be necessarily looking for somewhere that's cheaper, mm-hmm. that are less expensive than one they might like to go to, yeah. because they're completely divorced from each other. Yeah. Or, or, or more expensive. Or know, more expensive. For so you don't need to pack mum off to Sligo? No, absolutely not. It's about getting a place. Now, that's another you know, conversation absolutely. about can you find a bed in the nursing home of your choice? Uh, etc. Coming back to the question of, of the example. So for a single or widowed person, because the numbers are different if, if somebody is in a mm. couple, so we can okay. cover that separately, but just to try and keep it simple. For a single or widowed person, the fair deal will look to determine the contribution amount that they figure out will be part of two, two elements to it. The first is the person's income. I chose 13k roughly yeah. as the state pension because uh, the fair deal will look for 80, that's 80, 80% of the person's income okay. that they will contribute per annum towards the cost of the nursing home care. Okay. So let's say we very roughly took 80% of 13,000, let's call it 10,000 mm-hmm. to keep it simple. Okay. So that's the first part. The second part then is they look at the person's assets. Okay. Now, assets are what? Assets are things like amount you might have in your credit union, your post yeah. office, in your bank account. Um, I think I said in the example, let's pretend, you know, mum has 30,000. Yes. Okay. But in addition to that, mum owns her home, we said it was worth 400,000. Mm. Keeping it simple, let's assume there's nothing else. Okay. You know, they, they don't look at furniture or, you know, right. they don't go to that kind of level of okay. minutiae. Yeah. So it's very much the headline. They're not checking out the old stamp collection. No, 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 exactly not. You know, just keeping it a headline. Okay. So on the asset front, the first 36,000 euros for a singular widowed person are exempt. In other words, they're ignored for the purposes of the calculation. Okay. So in our case, mum's 30,000, that's going to be ignored. Okay. Okay. In fact, the next 6,000 to use up that 36,000 will be taken from the house. Okay. Okay. So you're left with 394 taxable on the house? Exactly. I'm going to round back up to 400 just for... Just keep the maths simple. Keep the maths nice and simple. So on assets above 36,000, the fair deal will look for a contribution of 7.5% right. of the assets. And now you'll see why I picked 400,000. So 7.5% by 400,000 is 30,000 per year. Yeah. Now, 
don't worry, because immediately people will be saying, oh, I, I, where's that coming from? Where's that coming from? Yeah. Exactly. Once you've taken 80% of my income, I don't have that money to pay. Yeah. So there are two really, really important points on the house pit part, if you like. The first is that irrespective of how long mum in this case is in a nursing home, even if she was there for 10 or 20 years, yeah. they deal only include the family home for year one, two and three. Okay. okay. After year three, they remove it from the calculations. So in okay. other words, 22.5% is the ceiling on... Exactly. Yeah. So the most you could ever pay is 7.5% plus again, plus again, 22.5% of the value of the house. So, and that's the maximum. And you don't have to sell the house or you don't have to yeah. give it to them, nothing like that. And that's the same whether it's a two up, two down... Um, Somewhere um, inexpensive. Yeah, on the house. And, exactly. and can this be accrued as a debt while the house is unsold? Or does, does the family have to find the cash? Uh, perfect question. And that leads me on to the second point. So you can defer that. In other words, okay. what do I mean by that is, so part of the fair deal application is where you're applying for it. In other words, you know, I'd like to go to a nursing home or a mum or dad, you know, wants to go to a nursing home uh, and we, the family, are applying for them. And so you're applying to be eligible for the fair deal. And then the second part is an optional loan. And to be honest, virtually everybody we would see coming in the office would apply for the optional loan. Why? Because if we come back to our example, and let's say we said, well, for year one, and it's pro rata, by the way, it's not a minimum of three years. People often get confused and they think, oh, if I'm there for a year, I'll owe three years worth. No, if you're only there for a year. So if dear old mum, unfortunately, only lasts a year in the nursing home. That's right. It would only be one year's worth, so 30,000, for the loan. I said we wouldn't interrupt with edge cases, but here's one that I would imagine is a rare event. Hypothetically, suppose mum comes out of the nursing home feeling much better in two years' time and now wants to move back in. Yeah. Uh, Can you turn fair deal off and on again like a switch? I wouldn't quite say like a switch. You can turn it off and thereby your liability uh, in terms of what you've been paying. And bear in mind... You know, the cash part, now not to confuse the, the terminology here, going back to our example, we said that about 10,000 would be payable to the nursing home yeah. from the income piece. Yeah. Um, the bit that's owed on the house, we're saying that you can take out this optional loan yeah. and effectively that's repaid after the person passes away, mm-hmm. okay, from their estate. It can be repaid, by the way, by other family members should they have you know, other cash, other means. Yeah. You know, the HSE is not hell-bent on the house being sold. Yeah, they okay. just want to be repaid. No. They don't mind where the money comes exactly from. They just right. want their money. It, it, exactly right. So um, so the point is that um, you, you could decide, okay, I'm, I'm going to come out of it, in which case the income you're paying is on a direct debit to the nursing home. Because what okay. happens is you pay your share on a direct debit to the nursing home. Yeah. The HSE via the fair deal tops that up to make the nursing home whole mm-hmm. you know because they are obviously a business they want to get their full fee yeah. okay and they operate each week so if you were to come out you would literally literally turn off to use your phrase if you like turn yeah. off the direct debit yeah and you would only owe that pro rata amount on the family home understood and that could be you know deferred and, and whatnot very good so it truly is a fair uh, it is it, it really is to be 
in it's, our findings. Yeah, it, 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 Connor, it compares favorably with the. There isn't a direct British. Uh, um, it could, Con- I don't believe so. Impeccable Celtic credentials and the fine shank of red hair <laughs> upon him. But I'm essentially a half Brit. He's essentially, well, he's a half, half Brit. Okay. Uh, the half that isn't half Brit is fully Brit. Thanks for your I'm generosity. Con- yeah. Confused already. Okay. Confused already. <laughs> um, but no, listen, you, you um, grew up in England. As I the, understand it, uh, it's different in the UK. Uh, there isn't a fair deal scheme as such mm. or a direct equivalent of it. And in actual fact, you can end up losing your, your entire home uh, in nursing home fees, which is a very big difference. Yeah. And, and to be fair, the vast, vast majority of families that come to us, the, the common theme is, look, we're not too concerned about holding on to X percent of the family home or whatnot. We just want the right care for mum or for dad. But of course, money is money. And nobody, is. nobody wants to lose money unnecessarily. You'll Absolutely. do what it takes, but you don't want to go further. Well, and we bring that up, by the way. I usually find myself saying, you haven't brought that up but allow me to. Because one of the things that we do is we do look at the the aspect of inheritance, of managing the estate, of any tax liabilities. And I'll give you a good example where that happens. We sometimes have people approaching us and saying, look, we own the family home and that's fine, but we also have an apartment we bought and our plan is to sell that. And we will say, well, hold on, let's have a look at that. And lo and behold, you see that in fact, they bought the apartment 20, 30 years ago. There could be a massive capital mm. gains tax on it yeah. now yeah. so instead we might say well let's look at the numbers because invariably it makes sense maybe to hold on to that apartment let it go into the estate yeah no capital gains tax when mum and dad pass away but it's left to the family so they're they, the kind they of conversations have inheritance we have. tax of course but that's but they uh, may or may not depending on their threshold you yeah. see you know they could have four or five kids perhaps at this point i should say uh, full disclosure i i have been there and done that okay um, i went through the fair deal process uh, for my mother mm. uh, about uh, eight years ago i suppose it was okay. and uh, my overall feeling about it she owned the family home um, okay. pretty pretty similar to the case we're talking about yeah. uh, but actually her uh, because of um, she, she inherited a, a, a pension from my father after he yeah. died and so on. she had a bit more income that we're talking about but my overall feeling about the federal scheme was that it is really unbelievably good. I mean, I almost felt guilty at the end of the process that the state had actually helped so much. Yes. Because in, in actual fact, I mean, the amounts of money you can be talking about, especially if it turns into a very long stay in a nursing home, can completely dwarf the income tax that uh, you paid yeah. in your lifetime. Absolutely. Depending on who you are and what you've done for a living. Um, but, very good point. Uh, but but listen, isn't it great to um, to have that as a problem though? I mean, collectively, Ireland Inc. may have to scratch our chins and worry about how this is paid for into the long term future. But in the meantime, um, all of those elderly mums and dads, um, our fictitious mum and, and and the real ones, uh, are, are getting the benefit of the scheme. A uh, cu- couple of things that occur to me. What if it's yes. jointly owned as a house? So uh, good let, question. Let, let's yeah. say, for example. I mean, I know typically it, it might be a married couple, um, but but it could conceivably be that it's just a jointly owned house um, and, you know, elderly mum bought with her sister or, I don't know, they may look, but sure, let's say hypothetically it's a jointly owned house. Yeah, in fact, there are two things here worth, worth covering. Uh, first of all, the example there. So it, it's a case of looking at the applicant's share or ownership of that asset. So if they only okay. own ha- half of it, then only half of it can be assessed for the value. 
Right. You okay, know, but they, yeah. they, they, the fair deal is not, you know. And the same deferral can apply and all the other. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, what, what you need there is just obviously the joint owner would have to consent. And there's a place on the form for a joint owner to sign off to say, yep, yeah, I agree for the pledge, i.e. mortgage. Which seems potentially complicated, but pretty, no, rati- pretty rational and fair. Yeah, very fair and very straightforward. But the second point there kind of brought up just to make sure we covered because, you know, a lot of cases will not be for just mum on her own, will be yeah. for a, a couple. So they don't necessarily have to be married, by the way, but for a couple scenario, first of all, you are automatically treated by the fair deal as a couple. Now, I would say to people that there's actually an advantage from a financial perspective, and I'll show you why. So in relation to the couple, mm. on the income front, we said for a single or widowed person, you're assessed on your income and the fair deal will look for you to contribute 80%. Yeah. Okay. For a couple, while it's their total combined income, but it's 40%. Okay. okay. And you very often don't find, that's probably a better way of phrasing it, that you, you very find that couples... That may or may not be better. Well, it usually your, is, usually is my point. Is, yeah. And particularly when you go to the asset side. Yeah. Earlier we said for the single widowed person, it's 7.5% of their assets above 36,000 exemption. For the couple, it's 3.75%. Right. So it's half of the percentage and the exemption is also doubled. So the exemption goes up to 72,000. And if you think about it, not many people have two family homes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. therefore, they've, the, the couple has one family home. Their exemption has gone up from 36 to 72 versus yeah. single person. And they are going to pay 3.75%. Again, both people don't have to be going to the home, by the way, just to be clear here. Okay. So mum or dad goes into the home. They, again, the, it's three years. Mm. That hasn't changed. It hasn't gone to any other duration or number of years. To the actuarial so, calculation. I think the signs on it, the scheme was um, formulated and implemented at a, a good time in the nation's finances or a, an apparently good time in the nation's finances. It's a generous scheme. It is. But, but it, when you sit back and think about the, the, the actual mathematics, if you like, mm. the calculations, very often what the couple pays is considerably less than the, the single person per capita, yeah. if you know what I mean. Sure. One question just to cover, I know you haven't asked, but just from one oh, conscious we probably of covering, would. We're that, we're that you're, you're, that, you're that clever, you're yeah. that clever, uh, is people might think, well, you know, what happens to the family home if, you know, one of the partners goes into the nursing home and then passes away and then the, the spouse or partner is at home? Well, normally what happens is, let's say the, the person's been in for four or five years, mm-hmm. they owe three years worth on the family home. Yeah. So normally you have 12 months after the p- person passes away to repay. It's actually revenue that collects the debt. Okay. Now, that's neither here nor there. It's just a state agency. Well, but, a slightly scarier one. Well, it may be, but yeah. it, it's more for, you know. Not as scary as the VAT man. Well, that's, the, true. The, the that's, is, true. that's revenues um, a wild and evil younger brother <laughs> there are uh, no involvement Steve. in this as far as I'm aware yeah. so you can you have 12 months before the revenue apply penalty interest okay however if there's somebody living at home either a dependent could be a dependent adult dependent child but just in the ordinary case of the spouse is still living at home revenue will say that's fine so they will wait okay, okay. they won't force the, the repayment or the sale of the house they will wait till that spouse or remaining person in the house either passes away themselves or perhaps they move into a nursing home. Yeah. And at then that point, they would then expect the loan to be repaid, 
which may necessitate the family home to be sold unless a family member has, you know, the money to pay back revenue. And but it would ultimately then be the estate that discharges the debt. That's right. But I think it is important to, just to, to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, they are, in my opinion, decent enough to... to accept or realise that yeah. somebody could be living at home. So it, it does seem as if the state in a, in a sort of well-designed scheme is applying the light touch appropriately and most people are having a good experience. Um, the nursing homes themselves, what, one of the things people would ask about is the extras and extra charges. That Absolutely. Belong. I know that in my case that was as close as we got to a thorny issue in, yes. the, in, in the whole thing. It's the, uh, it's the extras that aren't part of the, um, the core I quipped about wanting fresh grapes and a giant telly from a hundred grand a year, but more, but more seriously more, than that, I mean, if you, if 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 our our uh, fictional mum Connor, we're, we've worked through all this, we're putting her in. Your your worry is going to be about the quality of the home. Yes, is she going to have an enriched life experience? Is it going to be one of those terrible, terrible stories where they're actually literally being abused when when people's backs Can are you turned? Imagine? Can you imagine? And all of those worries. Yeah. So, so what assurances? Let's say you one year in, uh, mum's nursing home is not bloody good enough, and I want her moved. Mm. Can you can you do those things as well? Absolutely. Period? Yeah, you can move. You okay. Can, yeah, you can move to another home. Um, another thing that we come across quite regularly is where perhaps for different reasons, somebody's gone into a nursing home as a private resident. Okay. Okay. Uh, perhaps the family weren't familiar enough with the fair deal. Or they the emergency the numbers. happened quickly. Could C- be. Can be, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or it can be sometimes where a nursing home bed came up in a nursing home that they very much wanted to avail of and go to. And they said, look, we're going to go in as a, as a private client. Well, actually, now. interesting you should bring that up yeah. because that's exactly what happened in our case. Okay. We, put, we had my mother into a, into a very nice uh, nursing home because we, we were waiting for someone to come up. Yeah. We hadn't yet uh, resolved the whole application process for Fair Deal, so we put her in there privately. Yeah. And you can't backdate the, uh, the, the date of, of application, but it, really I think the, 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 the way that the three-cornered relationship between the Fair Deal office and the, and the nursing home and us mm. as the family worked was pretty good, about as good, good as it could have been, I yeah. thought. And I think that's, that's a, it's, it's good to hear an example because... You definitely can, and sometimes people ask us that. They say, if I go in privately, is that it now? Am I stuck in private? No, absolutely not. You can switch within that same nursing home, by the way. Yes. You know, so, but again, that may be subject to the availability of a fair deal room. Okay, so Mm. that's something, you know, you need to be cognizant of. But you absolutely can switch. And without getting too technical... Because sometimes people might feel, oh gosh, if I've, if I've gone in as a private person mm-hmm. and I've paid a higher rate, which I'll explain in a minute, I've paid a higher rate as a private person rather than the fair deal price, yeah. okay? Um, that means I've wasted all that money. Well, it, it, the, the bottom line really is when you look at that three-year cap, it's called, this is the bit about where I explained that yeah. the fair deal only looks at your family home for a maximum of three years. In fact... That three-year clock starts not just the day you applied and obtained fair deal, but the day you went into that nursing home. Ah, so that means good. that if you were in a nursing home privately for three That's years, very interesting. I didn't know that. yeah, if you're in a nursing home for three three years, for example, or two years, or whatever it is, it's the same rule applies. But let's say you were there for three years, and you then at the, the you know the, the next day, if you like to keep this simple, you switch from private to the fair deal. You would have already completed 
three years. So it's only 80% of your income. Exactly. So if you like the, it'd be 80% of your income and then 7.5% of your assets above 36,000. However, they would not be including the family home. Okay. That's so a huge d- thing. So you, d- just you can to, claim back or call yeah, back some of the... D- just to detail again, or again, yeah. another edge case, back to fictitious mum. We'll make yeah. her a little richer. Let's imagine she's got half a million in savings in, I don't okay. know, um, shares of long-term... Well, bonds, I suggest bonds. not in bank shares. Well, no. We will one way to <laughs> It'll be worth a lot. Because yeah. that would be the entire yeah. bank. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, but let's imagine that that, that fictitious mum was a good deal cannier than that. And she got into Bitcoin 18 months ago and got out and the time was good. Yeah. So let's just imagine she's, she has a, a savings pot of, of, say, half a million. Okay. In addition to the family home. Uh, how is that that treated as part of... Do, does, does, does that get... Uh, Taxed at seven and a half percent per annum as well. Yes. So if you if you think very very simply that all that is income, okay, okay. falls into the income pot, and that's eighty percent of that. Yeah. Plus all that is or are assets. So that includes your family home. We said, um, savings, deposit account, yeah, credit yeah, yeah. union, post office, shares. Shares, granny's uh, Bitcoin winnings. Absolutely Uncle Tom everything. Now we did say earlier, you know, not down to the minutiae of you know. The furniture, the exactly. Yeah. No, but just the, the headline stuff. Okay. So and, is and, that capped? Sorry, Connor. Yeah. Is that capped at three years as well? No. So the only thing that's capped is the family home. Ah. Okay. Now. Um, so would Granny be better off giving that half a million to her? Uh, you know the the people that she wants to pass yeah. on her inheritance to let them pay the gift tax on it or whatever it is now and actually might be better off okay. than allowing it to It role. certainly sounds as though uh, there are enough potential complications at the, those kind of lofty, at that lofty end of the income uh, These are spectrum good quality problems that you might need advice yeah. on. Can you still defer that? If your savings are in cash, can you still defer the liability? Okay, so there are a couple of things in there and, and you, there's something you've, you've brought up, which again, is something I wanted to cover, which is crucially important to the fair deal. Where, do you remember I said earlier about the, the cost of the actual nursing home you go to is independent of the calculation yeah. that the fair deal will do, yeah. okay, or make. Now, equally within that same vein, you never pay more than the cost of the nursing home. So what do I mean by that? So let's say when your calculator, the fair deal calculates your yeah. 80% of your income, yeah. 7.5% of your assets, and let's say for argument's sake, they were to come up with a figure of 2,000 per week. I'm just picking a random figure, right. okay? Yeah. So you've a lot of assets lot and whatnot, assets. okay? But in fact, the cost of the nursing home is only 1,600 a week, okay? Okay, so there is no income threshold beyond which fair deal is beneficial. In other words, you don't reach a point of income where you don't have anything to gain from fair deal. Well, let's be really clear about this, okay? So I just want to harp on the point I was making there before we move on to that one. So just to be really clear that you don't ever pay more than the cost of the nursing home yeah. care, okay? Now, you're right in the sense that there's no threshold. However, if your calculation shows that you can afford to pay the entire amount of the nursing home cost per week, mm. and bear in mind, mm. for most people coming, like back to our example, yeah, yeah. when you do that calculation, it's going to fall far short. Absolutely. Oh yeah, these are okay. bonkers amounts. Most people won't get anywhere near it. Exactly. And so what's what the difference? I think... We, Sorry, Peter. But yeah, okay. You know the way you were saying that it, it, it's great when you're consulting with clients to get a lot of things said out loud because otherwise people have them fester in their head. Absolutely. Um, so I, I got it. Maybe I'm the nasty grand grandson here, just worried about the inheritance, right? <laughs> you get it. Yeah. But I think what people are worried about is look, 
here's lucky mum she has yeah. a big pile of savings as well as a family home and a fair deal is fair but we don't want that pile of savings to just be eroded away um, wouldn't mum be better off giving, giving it to us now yeah. giving it to whatever no, and then having nothing left for assessment yeah. Yeah. God, Connor, I love the way your mind works oh, well I bet you Peter there are people, people, we get people that on question too. a lot yeah, yeah. Yeah. so there's a five year look back as part of the process right. you're asked and, and, and bear in mind this is worth saying that you know the process once you have your hand held through the process it, it's straightforward enough in terms of how clear it is and one of the, the, the points needs to be noted here I always say to people it's a little bit like writing to revenue <laughs> you're going to tell the truth you're completing there a you statutory declaration here when you sign the application form it is a statutory declaration so you know you're going to be telling the truth and and you're going to be held to account now part of that process there are two parts in the form you are asked specifically within the last five years have you essentially given away any of your income and a second question have you given away any of your assets yeah now if you have that's okay you are entitled to do that Dogs however and cats home i happen to love them my prerogative exactly now if, well if let's say you the more obvious one go back to the grandson analogy you know, a lot of people might say, look, I'm, I don't really need this amount of money if they're in that category of, of having, you know, built up good wealth and whatnot and good luck to them. But they're giving, you know, the kids money, maybe they're giving grandkids money. So what happens is from the fair deal calculation is they will add those monies back as if you had them. OK. And then work out the relevant percentages. Okay. okay. In other words, they're not that dumb. No, and, and to be fair, excuse the pun, I mean, you know, it's, it, it would be unfair if you had somebody extremely wealthy and, you know, a week before they buy oh, yeah, a fair deal, true. they give, you know, half a million quid away. That, that wouldn't be the ethos or the... Well, inheritance tax works the same way too, doesn't it? I mean, you, 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 you can gift a person a certain amount per year tax-free, but if you gift, you can't evade an inheritance tax it's by, a lifetime. by gifting it. Because uh, it's yeah. a lifetime yeah. receipt, you know, receipt, so you've... My impression is that it's a possibly rare example of a pretty well thought out uh, scheme. You know, it's rational, it's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, I think the process is where it it may fall down a little. I mean, I don't want to be critical because certainly I have to say from our dealings uh, with the fair deal offices around the country, you know, our dealings are very, very positive. Is, find is it, it very is, helpful and is, stuff, but it's complicated. Is, is it? Is it quick, Peter? It, it, let, let's one last question. one last visit to fictional mom. Okay. Yeah. Let's say that we had been worried about her. We've been having this conversation. We thought we might be good for another eighteen months or two years, but she fell down the stairs yesterday. She's gone into hospital. She, when she comes out, it'll have to be to nursing home. Yeah. H- h- how quickly can we switch this on? And and that's a really good question because. Very often we find ourselves saying to people, you know, who are thinking about it or they're, they're looking to do it. We say, look, just bear in mind that sometimes things can happen. Yeah. And, and the number of times people have come back and said, requoted that to us and said, do you remember you said something? Well, wait and I tell you. It's, it's a good question happen. because it often it happens happen. that way. It does yeah. often happen. And that's not to scaremonger at all. It's just it can happen. So in terms of timing, which is a good question. So the fair deal would say to you, the teams would say that they take between four to six weeks to make a decision and process and whatnot. That, that is fast. In well, the context of general government... It is. Just to clarify, though, that would be, to be fair to them, from the point in time where they have received the last piece of information or document that they have sought. Mm. So, and it's probably also worth talking through the process in a moment, but, you know, we have found, to be fair to them, we have found other times they have been, 
you know, quite quick. Um, yeah. What can sometimes happen is they will come back to you and say, thanks for everything. We've now processed the application and essentially it is approved. They use a slightly different language, but they essentially are telling you it's approved. However, you're on a waiting list for funding. So it's four okay. to six weeks um, that, that somebody may have to wait for the second letter to come out and say, you were approved, funding is now available, let us know what nursing home you have chosen. Yeah. And now she you're might already the, be in it at that time. She could be, yeah, she could be. Peter, how do people um, contact you and, and how does Fair Deal Solutions help? I mean, you, you, you've been okay. very good at explaining it, but as an agency, uh, how is it that you guys help? Okay, well, well firstly, um, there's, I would direct people to our website because there's a lot of information and, and a lot of, you know, the FAQs and the frequently asked questions and things yeah. that are covered there. Um, so that's fairdealsolutions.ie. Fairdealsolutions.ie, exactly. So there are uh, FAQs, there are uh, a number of blogs, uh, there's a radio interview. Um, there, there, there's quite a lot of information there. Uh, people are more than welcome to contact me directly mm. at either info or Peter at fairdealsolutions.ie. That's Peter at fairdealsolutions.ie. Um, just to be make it very clear, maybe it's obvious, but so we we get a lot of queries from people who think that we're part of the Fair Deal or the HSC. Yeah. So, you know, and we don't mind engaging with people, you know, and then we'll have to direct them off to the to, to the Fair Deal office, to the support office that they may have you know, originally dealt with. We get people say, oh, look, my mum or dad or sister brother has been in yeah. the nursing home and this is, you know, our issue. We might engage with them. Yeah. You know, and obviously we don't charge for that and stuff. But we're not an information service, having said that. But how we help our clients, uh, it's probably the easiest way is by way of the, the sort of the order of the process. Hmm. So once somebody's retained us, it's usually where we've had a, a lengthy conversation with somebody. We've got a better understanding of their yeah. situation, the family situation, and then we can explain how we work. Uh, we usually follow that up with an email with a, you know, outlining the process. And then we usually issue terms we, we, of business. We, of course, picked granny as the simplest, simplest yeah. case, but most people would have complications layered on top of that of one sort or yes another. Yes and no. You'd be surprised. A lot of them are quite straightforward. Um, and I can give you, maybe after talking with the process, give you a couple of ideas of things that can come up and that things that people might say, well, do you know what? This might be worth, uh, might be worth, worth um, having you think about. So the first would be in terms of how we work. So we would issue our terms of business and then we've developed a proprietary tool, in fact, a few proprietary mm -hmm. tools. And what we try to do with people is we try to take the stress out of it, okay. the whole process, okay? Because people come to us so frustrated. This, Somebody, this, the cynic would ask, who pays you? Well, we're a private entity. So yeah. if you like, the family, generally speaking, come to us and once we've had a chat with them and we've laid out the process and what we do for them yeah. because we we have our own information tracker we i believe that we are the only service in the country that does what we do why mm. because we have developed our own tools so for example we issue an information tracker that people can use a bit like a spreadsheet and they can use that as a workbook and yeah. we list all the queries and a lot of them won't apply and and also the items that they will need to produce because very often people come and say Oh, my brother-in-law did that, or a sister-in-law, and every time they went back to the fair deal office, they seem to want something else. So we put it in a one-stop shop. Right. So you fill that in, you send that back to us. We then complete the application for you based on the information. We're the only service in the country, I believe, that we provide each client with their own individual 10-year financial model. Okay. So that shows what they're going to pay what the HSC will pay, how that changes over time. Um, because when you, for example, after three years, you strip out the family home, yeah. therefore the family or the applicant's contribution drops, the HSC should, you know, 
increase. Yeah. We package everything up for the client. So what do we do? We put a covering letter to them. We put a covering letter from them to the relevant fair deal office in the application and, form, the supporting and, and docs. Amongst other things, the, 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 the reassurance for the, for, you know, for the, for the children, for the, the Absolutely. Ad, adult children of, of mummy as she goes into the home. Yeah. Uh, the fear that, you know, I might have forgotten something, I might have done, we might have unnecessarily paid four months bills for that colossal nursing home before fair deal. We didn't know what, we d- didn't pick up on the need for this form, didn't pick up on the need. Your organisation, in essence, provides reassurance across Absolutely. all of that. We hold. I can tell you from my own experience that um, although it is, as I said, a, a overall a good process, it generates a lot of paperwork, and it's certainly. I, I, yeah. I can only think from my own experience, it would have been beneficial to have somebody help me sort my way through that because I'm not the best with yeah. forms and yeah. with generally keeping tabs. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Well, and most most of us aren't, even though even though most of my friends are. Um, but I know even for things as relatively simple as a tax return, there's plenty of people who just go, oh no, that's, that, that just melts my brain. Somebody do it for me, please help. Um, so for something as important and as complex as this, um, uh, Peter, it is really helpful. Um, what can I, thank you very much for coming in to see Pleasure. us. Thank you. Um, yeah, like, we, 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 we gave you a nice cup of coffee. We didn't grill sure you did. too badly. No, no, it was badly. fine. Good. I hope I answered your questions. Good. Well, I'll just say, look, we, we'd be delighted to, if anybody, you know, has queries and uh, they want to get in touch, you know, Peter and fairdealsolutions.ie. Fairdealsolutions.ie. Look at the website as well and uh, happy to help. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. Thank Peter, you. that is great. So that's the Irish Fair Deal Scheme as explained by Peter McElroy of fairdealsolutions.ie. I hope you enjoyed the chat. Do remember you can access the full Driving Life archive of previous episodes at seniortimes.ie. So in the meantime, drive safely, live happily and come back and see us again. Mm-hmm.